right. Hey, everybody! Wait, are wait, we in Bizarro World? What, what just wait. happened? What? what? Are I the one that normally does that? No, yeah, I think so. I think I'm using the... the uh, hold on. What? Wait, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We... Well, you know, we've got another interview, and I'm taking over the intro because here in just a minute, you're going to hear Travis, first off, butcher our guest name. That's right. It's discombobulated, doesn't know where he's at. He fumbles over his words. I get nervous. I Landon Jackson, Landon Rogers. <laughs> he, I'm surprised he didn't call him Trey Flowers at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, folks. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, we already, you already knew we didn't know what we're doing, but you know what we do got? We do have, even though we don't know what we're doing, we do have another terrific guest. Tell him about it, Travis. Landon Jackson. Landon Jackson. The defensive end that transferred in from that loser school to the South. I didn't yeah. say that to him. Yeah, no. He's watching this, sorry. But LSU, um, it was man. He he's one of those guys, Clint. That I've seen him on the field a lot and enjoyed watching him play. Man, he's an impressive player. You can't if you watch him on the you know in the, in the games, he's played so well. You know he may he may not be a have all the stats some of the other guys do, but you know they rotate in so many defensive ends. But but man, he you he's solid out there. Man, he keeps contained well. He does a good job. Anyway. All that to say, but he's a guy that we really didn't – I didn't feel like I knew that much about. And, uh, man, i tell you what. I mean, we say this about every one of, everybody we interview, right? We do. He's a great guy. He really is. A, a great, great young man. Easy to root for. He talks um, He talks all sorts of things on here. talks overcoming, you know, alopecia. I don't know if it's something – overcome but something living with it and how how that affected his life and it, it's a great interview and I, I know a lot more about landon jackson jackson <laughs> than i did before sorry but, mr jackson Ooh, i am for real he is for real anyway everybody landon jackson landon jackson thank you hometown roofing hometown roofing for all your roofing needs check them out check them out Hometown like, movie. share, like, share, share, like, share, like, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Let us know what you think. Are you enjoying these interviews? Let us know. What do you think of these guys? Are they as good a guys as we're saying they are? Well, we know they are because we're talking to them. What do you think? Enjoy. One, two, three, five. You've ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Seen a blind man see? I promise you a change is You ever seen a cancelled death? Ever seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you a change is Podcast. I'm your boy Bigger T, joined by Big C. How you doing, Clint? 
I'm good. How are you, mister? Okay. We have another Razorback with us today. Listen, this is this is a Razorback that uh, I feel like we haven't got to know as well so far. He's new this year, transferred in, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast to get to know him a little better. I've enjoyed watching him on the field. He's uh, definitely got a great stature out there. It looks like a man on the field, plays like a man. Now we get to know the man behind the man. Uh, just excited to have you, buddy. Um, uh, sorry, Landon. Did you forget his, did you forget his name? No, I didn't. But I, just, I brain. I just getting, didn't know where I was he's going. Getting old. He is. I'm getting old. So old. Landon Rogers, man, so good to have Landon Jackson. So good to have you. <laughs> How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Just got out of practice. Had class this morning, so everything's going pretty good. Good man. Now, uh, you know, uh, this weekend was a, I don't know. It was a, it was, it was a tough weekend for sure. Cause you wanted to win the game, of course. Right. Yeah. However, uh, after the Liberty game, we know we wanted to see, you know, we want, wanted to see the level up a little bit from that, you know, mm -hmm. everybody, everybody, I think acknowledged, Came out and played a little flat. You mm -hmm. didn't do as good as you wanted to do. And y'all did that, man. Y'all came out and you played hard, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Y'all maybe played your best game of the year. Mm -hmm. now, for you, it was a special game because you were just there last year playing for LSU, right? Yeah. So talk about what that was like playing against your old team and then also – maybe coming back after that Liberty game and, and having a, a, at least a good outing as far as it goes, uh, the way y'all played defensively. I'd say it was, it was great getting to play against a bunch of old buddies mm -hmm. from last year, but I really went into, into the game with the mindset that it's just any other game because I'm the type of guy, if I start thinking too much into it, I'm going to get in my own head, this and that, and yeah. not perform as well. So I just went into it with the mindset like I do just about every week, and then, uh, I mean, performed pretty well. I feel like that was probably our best defensive game, but still doesn't matter. He's going to pull off the win. But, I mean, we just got to keep progressing as the season goes on. Now, do you feel like as, as a defense, as a unit, that y'all are progressing as the year goes along? Do you think, you know, hey, you're starting to see this and we're seeing the true defense's potential now? I feel like we're we've added a lot a lot of new tweaks into the three-man front, which is allowing guys, like, uh, allowing us to to perform a little bit better due to, I mean, with the three-man, we got a lot of ends that are, I guess, a little lighter. And the way we're running it now, it's making it a lot better on those ends as well. So, I mean, I think we're adding a lot of little tweaks in the defense that's overall making a big change. And then, I mean – with guys like McAdoo flipping sides, and he's been he he's had a, a pretty successful past two games. So I mean, I, I feel like we're just gonna keep progressing from this point. Talk no, about what that means for y'all for a guy like him to step in, especially to a need yeah. position. Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to switch positions, but that was that was somewhere y'all y'all were losing yeah. folks, man like crazy. And uh, yeah, I mean. I, I was really confident in it when we made that decision for him to flip over because, I mean, from, he's been he's been working 
hard all year on special teams mm. during practice. I mean, he was playing a little bit of scout team receiver, and he just – I mean, he's always – he's going to make plays wherever he's at. He flies around, and I just felt like – I honestly felt like it was a good decision to make uh, – and flip the corner. I think it's it's proven out on the field, you know. And it, oh, yeah. And having those good defensive backs helps people mm-hmm. like you better, right? Yep, yep. Because the longer they hold on to those receivers, the longer that gives you to, to get more time to get back there. That's right. To uh, abuse those uh, those poor offensive tackles that you abuse. Yeah. Clint and I were offensive linemen, so we feel for them when they get well. Unless you know. He, now I now don't let him fool you. Last week we had Luke Jones on. And, okay. Uh, and Luke was very complimentary of you, by the way. I should lie and say he was talking junk. <laughs> start a little drama but i ain't gonna do it now he's barely complimentary said you gave yeah. him fits so but he did tell luke he goes i haven't had a real football player on the podcast <laughs> behind any office line. i was being sarcastic <laughs> no he was he was, he was trash talking your position group i ain't gonna lie hey I mean, we had jordan dominic on too you know we we, yeah. we appreciate the defense yeah. line. <laughs> hey, so- be honest with you the more i love watching defensive linemen play <laughs> i think you know and, and i've watched you a lot um, I just tend to my my eyes tend to migrate that direction. You know, when I'm watching a game, mm-hmm. I tend to because y'all do so much when it comes to setting that edge and and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, and then of course the pressure. You know, because if if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, uh, you know, if a guy's an SEC quarterback, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do. I mean, yep. those guys aren't SEC quarterbacks because. They were just okay in high school. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they were good. They're they're ballers, you know. And yeah. and if y'all can get a hand in their face or put pressure on them or at least get them worried about you, mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's something we saw, especially early in the season. A lot of people were worried after the Cincinnati game that there was some, you know, well, if that quarterback could have made those passes, well. That quarterback didn't yeah. make those passes because he was worried about y'all were breathing down his neck. Yeah. So um now Landon, you you grew up in Texarkana, right? Yep, yes, sir. Okay, I have to ask, you ever eaten at Ironwood Grill? Yeah, that's actually my uh go-to restaurant when I go back home. I go there, I mean my senior year of high school, I ate there for lunch every day. Dude, it's so good. Yep, yep, it's really good. It's got, Clint, I've never this, ate there. I've got to check this out. Clint, this well, place, this place has the menu is like a book. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like you can literally get pizza, you can get chicken fried steak, you can get good sandwiches. Yeah. They have my favorite burger in the world. Mm-hmm. The black and blue burgers, what I get. Yeah. So what, what, have, what do you order? They have a lot of, what do you say? I said, what, what's your go-to when you go eat there? I either get the chicken and waffles or some kind of Mexican food. I'm so, telling you, they got everything, Clint. Yeah. They got chicken and waffles. See, and that's the only time Mexican. I like to read is when I'm reading a menu. Um, I mean, <laughs> they got they got almost everything. Yeah. And I want to get from Pizza Hut from <laughs> menus. And they have the best fried green tomatoes you'll ever eat in your life. Yep, I normally – Always get the chips and queso and then chicken and waffles for the most part. Really? Yeah. Now, there was another restaurant down there called the Green Tomato. Did you ever eat there? 
No, I've never eaten there. I, I think it's closed down now. It was a little hole in the wall. It was on the Texas side, I think. Okay. They, they had a burger. They called it the Mile High Burger. The buns was grilled cheese sandwiches. Well. And it had ham, bacon, of course, hamburger, uh, onion rings. Like, it was it was taller than your glass. And you got your food. And they had, like, some kind of challenge. If you ate it, you got it for free or whatever. And I, I finished it off. You got it. <laughs> I did pretty good. Now well, I could. I guess the proudest accomplishment in his life. I could. I couldn't walk to my vehicle afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no. But seriously, I wish Ironwood Grill would sponsor us. But um, if you're ever in Texarkana, no, no. Said, I say it. Go eat at Ironwood. Um, Definitely. So what was so what was it like growing up in uh, Texarkana? Um, it was pretty fun for, I grew up there till I was about, I want to say like 11, 12. Then I moved to Gilmer, Texas, which is a smaller town in East Texas as well. Uh, and I went to school there from like fourth all the way to eighth grade. And then I moved back to Pleasant Grove for high school. But I mean, just, I, I really like the whole East Texas area. I mean, I'm not a big city person, so mm. I liked it a lot. Now, you're six seven, right? Uh huh. Yep. So, did you play a lot of basketball? I did actually. I played a lot of AAU. I played for this uh, this Nike Circuit team out of Shreveport, Louisiana, and I'd drive down there every weekend for uh, practice. And then we'd have tournaments all over in like Georgia, Dallas. I mean, really any big city you could think of. Nice. See, my daughter played that AU basketball. Mm -hmm. I said that like such an old man. Yeah. You know, like my daughter played that AU basketball. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but anyway, it it gets man that 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 eats up a lot of your time. Oh yeah, yeah. Growing up, it was. I mean, basketball, football, and baseball, and then in high school it was just football and basketball, and then I played I played baseball. My junior year, but three weeks into baseball season, COVID hit and it just canceled everything. What position did you play in baseball? I uh, just pitched. That's what my little brother. He's getting recruited up here right now, and he he's getting recruited for baseball and football as well. Oh, to um, to Fayetteville. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's so, great. So tell us. We what, hopefully, we got an end there. Huh? What do you say? Hopefully we got an end with him. That's right. We got we got a yeah. we got an inside guy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, tell us what it was like uh, choosing LSU. Uh, to start uh, I, had a, I got a really good relationship with Coach O, and then um, Co uh, their GA that was currently there. He's one of the guys who uh, recruited him, and it was really him and Coach O that recruited me the heaviest, and. Uh, I mean, I talked to them just about every day, built a, a really strong relationship with them, and then just heard, uh, always heard the culture down there was great. I mean, I took a few visits, and I really liked it, so I just made that decision. So what was your – you you played there a year, correct? Yeah. And you got some playing time, but mostly just special teams? Yeah, that? no, it was just – yeah, just special teams. But And uh, so what was it like playing in Death Valley? 
I mean, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed it for the time I was there. I mean, uh, got I grew a lot as a player. I mean, made good relationships, learned a lot as well. And I feel like it actually, I mean, I feel like it really prepared me for this season as well. So now, now obviously in, in land, if you don't want to answer this question, it's fine. We can have Travis cut it out and we'll go around it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How crazy was that drama for you as a player last year at LSU? Cause there was a lot of drama surrounding coach. O. how, how hard was that to tune out? Uh, I mean, it was something that we, we just really, I mean, as a, coaching staff and players we never really brought brought any of the drama into the locker room never really talked about media outside stuff at all and I mean I feel like that helped I mean we all saw certain things this and that and then with him leaving whenever whenever they made that decision for him to when they when they made a decision for them to fire him and everything I mean he just came in and talked to us and said how he cared about each and every one of us and it was his biggest thing was he just wanted to finish out the year mm. with his guys. And I mean, he's a great guy. There's nothing, I mean, nothing really bad that I've ever noticed about him. I mean, so I, yeah, I, I liked him a lot. Yeah. It was kind of weird, you know, cause he seemed like yeah. just a natural fit there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had the Cajun accent. He had, you know, he's from Louisiana, <laughs> you know, and so, he was one of those guys you could see being there for the long haul, and it turned Definitely. it turned real quickly on him. But I think <laughs> some of that had to do with some other things in the athletic department. I'm sure, yeah, different things going on. But so, how's the transition been? Uh, when, when well, when you came to Arkansas, were there other schools you were looking at also? Uh, other schools were contacting me, but I wasn't really focused on any other schools. I mean. Right when I entered the transfer portal, Pittman, Coach Pittman called me within. He said he's, I mean, he saw it and he called me within probably five minutes, I'd say. Really? Got on with me, re-offered me, told me he really wants me. And then, I mean, within five minutes of me being in the transfer portal, we got that official scheduled. <laughs> so. Wow. I mean, made it down to Fayetteville. I've been here. I got family up here. I've been here a million times growing up. So I didn't really need to visit, but I just. I mean, took the official visit and then, I mean, just reassured me of how much I knew I wanted to be here. And then I made the decision and committed my last day of my official. How's that transition been? Oh, very. I mean, I'd say really, really easy. I mean, my I got family that lives up in Rogers, so about 10, 15 minutes away from Fayetteville, so – I'm able to go see them whenever I want. I mean, my family drives up here just about it. I mean, in season every weekend. And then the players really took us, me, Nudie, all the transfers that came in, they really took us in and welcomed us. They're really welcoming. And then, I mean, overall, the coaching staff's great. I love each and every one of them. So it's going really good. So what was it like having uh, uh, someone else coming from LSU with you, Nudie? It was really good. I mean, he took his official right whenever – like, I was already I was already here. I mean, I was here for about three weeks, I'd say. And he took his official. And I, I hosted him up for his official. And, oh. yep, and then, I mean, we he talked to me about it, asked what my thoughts were on it, this and that. And I just told him, I mean, 
I feel like it'd be a good fit. I think he'd really enjoy it up here as well. So he went ahead and made the decision as well. I'm glad you talked him into it because we, we needed him in that. Yep, yep. He's a he great player. Back room, didn't we? I mean, mm-hmm. He's made some plays too. Yes, that he has. Yeah. Well, um, uh, and that's kind of weird, you know. You sort of, you sort of almost had two freshman years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you yeah. your freshman year at LSU, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now you classified as a sophomore right now. Yep, yeah, because I burnt my redshirt last year on special teams. So, <laughs> but I played in. I think it was right at five, and then I tore. I had to get ACL surgery right after that fifth game. So I tried. I tried talking to compliance and this and that to see if I can get any kind of medical this and that. Because I mean, I would definitely be able to understand if I was able to play the full season, yeah. like on special teams, this and that. And but I mean, and then also in one of the games that were within the five, it was just two snaps against UCLA. So. It was kind of frustrating, but uh, uh, they said I couldn't get it, and that was really about it. Oh, so they officially said you couldn't get it? They did while I was still at LSU whenever I asked about it. Yeah. But I, t- Coach P- I talked to Coach Pittman, and he said if it comes down to it after my fourth year and I decide that I want to come back or need another year to come back to prepare more, then we can try figuring it out then. But – Hopefully, I, I, don't say, I, thought year. That, I thought that was something you could, after your time is up, apply for. You know, yeah, no, I should be able to. I, I mean, I should be able to if I get, but yeah. Well, maybe that if, if, like you said, if needed. Now, you, yeah, if needed. And, and one of the things about you, of course, is you're, you know, you're six, seven, you're muscled up. What, what do you weigh right now? Actually, right now I've lost. I came into I came into Arkansas at right about two eight two eighty seven two ninety, and I've lost about thirty to forty pounds since I've been here. Really? So I'm weighing, I'm weighing right at about two fifty right now. Okay. Well, see, here's the deal. Clint and I have got this great idea that Pittman needs to hire us as. And we think we've seen this for the basketball team needs it bad. We think we think Musselman needs it more than Pittman, to be honest. Musselman probably does need it more than Pittman, okay? But y- y'all need weight gaining coaches, <laughs> and we're just the guys to do it, okay? First thing we would yeah. do is we would uh, take you to Waffle House. Right. <laughs> we would we'd get you some patty milk. I gotta get Waffle House to bring back that all you can eat though. That's Put right. Hey, we 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 try to get you nil deals with Waffle House, and so you know, so you can just go in there, sit down, and what, however you want your hash browns scattered, smothered, covered. They would have them ready to go. Uh, Man, if I'd had an nil deal with when I was in college with Waffle House, I'd have came out with diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be uh, we'd be taking you by Brahms to get milkshakes on a regular basis. Um, you know, try well, to with that weight. Now, I mean. Yeah, you're gonna have to try to figure out how to get that weight from around your gut to somewhere else. But still, <laughs> hey, yeah, Coach can... Walker would probably hate us. But that's yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Coach Walker would uh, curse our names. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
So pretty now, intense. You go against a lot of the um, scout team offensive linemen. How how's the future of that offensive line? One guy that has stood out to me all season is Terry Wells. I mean that dude's a he's a. I mean I feel like he could be working running with the twos and work. I mean I feel like he could be running with the twos at least if. I mean he had a a back surgery this past spring, mm. so at the beginning of the year he really was slowly working into scouts and this and that. And then, I mean, we just, we have a lot of depth at O-line I'd say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's, 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 he's been playing scout team for the season, but he's, he's a very strong offensive lineman in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's really patient with shooting his hands and he can pass block pretty well. So, I mean, I feel like that's one guy that I could really see making an impact in the future. Mm -hmm. And then also Patrick Kudis, he's not he's not really playing a whole lot of scout team because he's he's repping with the twos right now, but he's going to be a really a really dominant offensive lineman once he gets more experience under his belt. Mm. So those two guys are who really stands out to me. Cool. Who are some of the guys on your side of the ball that when you're sitting back watching, you know, maybe some of the little bit under the radar defensive ends that you're like, okay, watch out for this guy in the future. Oh. I'd say Nico. Okay. Uh, he's a freshman right now. He got in. He's getting – They have him doing – Right up the street from me. Yep. 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 They have him doing – It's kind of weird. It's like they'll have him do like a little bit of scout team. They'll come over and get reps as well with the with the uh, defense. And, I mean, he's just really young. And at, at the defensive line position, you just need really experience and time and just work. But – I mean, he's going to be a really dominant player in the future, and he showed a lot of really good things this past season. So, I mean, I really see him stepping up in the future. And then Cameron Ball is – I mean, he's he's been really dominant these past few weeks, and, I mean, yeah, he's another guy who will make a big impact in the future as well. That's great, yeah. Um, Now, what, what do you run a 40 in? I actually haven't ran a 40 since my freshman year of high school. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but I have a strong feeling I'd be low four sevens, high four sixes, right in that area. One, See, one of the things you're known for is a speed speed rush guy. You're a speed mm -hmm. guy, and that, and that's evident out there on the field. I mean, you can you can definitely motor. Uh, but um. That's and that's one thing we we definitely see from you defensive ends is, mm -hmm. is you got some we got some quick guys coming at people yeah you know? yeah um, and that's a uh, and but but also guys with good size and strength and so that, mm -hmm. that's a that's a tough mix um, now of course a lot of talk after the game this weekend was the uh, freshman from LSU. Mm -hmm. That sucker was fast, wasn't he? Oh yeah, no, he can move, he can play for sure. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be a, a really dominant player in these next few years. And he's a little raw still. When you you could tell he was, you know, a little. Oh like, yeah, just technique wise, he's still got just, just that that. I mean, all that's gonna come whenever yeah. he continues to work with the coaches there. But that dude can play for sure. Now, who's your position coach? Uh, Duke Adams. Nick Adams and he uh is this his first year? Yep, this is his first year. 
Right. How's that going? How? Uh, it's really good. I mean, he's a he's a great coach. I mean, he he really breaks the defense down for us and makes a lot of it simpler than what a lot of us try making it out to be. So, I mean, he's overall a really good coach, works on our technique quite a bit. And then we have uh, GAs and analysts that work really well with us as well. And, I mean, I feel like I feel like this season uh, our D-line has made big steps compared to, I mean, the film I watched last year. Mm. And that goes to show in games like this past week where we had seven, seven sacks in as a unit so i mean oh yeah well i i would say that's a de- definite man i you know last year last year the d-line did pretty good but it was mainly like three or four guys yeah there, that's there one thing i like about this year we have yep we have we have i want to say right at six guys rotating at end so i mean keeps us all we all keep our breath i mean not 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 a single one of us plays more than 20 reps a game at this point in the season. Like I'd say Missouri state, Cincinnati and A&M game. I got about 60 to 70 reps, which was way too high compared to what we're doing now. <laughs> but yeah. that's just cause we had some guys down, but now we're getting, we got, we got three guys on each end I mean, we each get about a series a quarter. So about four series a game. And it works out really well. Well, when when you can throw somebody like y'all, like you and and Zach Williams and Jordan mm-hmm. and 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 Gregory and all those guys that are the athletes that you are, mm-hmm. and you can go out there and be high motor guys, yeah, because you know you're gonna have you're not yeah. gonna have to do you know sixty plays like you said, no. you know, because when you when you're doing it. When you're doing 60 plays, you got to take some breaks, man. You just got Definitely. to. I mean, you, you got to. There's going to be plays where, I mean, not that you're not going to try, but you, they're going to be more motion plays. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. make sure you got your contain, make sure you're, you know, you're doing your assignment, but you're not going to be able to put the effort out just because you're wore down. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing less plays and you're able to rotate guys in, man, that's a that's a powerful weapon. And that's why – Y'all are leading, you know, doing so well with sacks, like you said, and it's several guys doing it. So yeah. that's a that's a great thing. So now, growing up, what other uh, or or even now, what kind of other hobbies do you have besides sports? I know sports take up most of your time, but really, might- in this time of year, none at all, <laughs> none at all. But I mean, you know, really- Jordan, when we had Jordan on, he taught us about anime. You know, that's his big thing. Is, yeah. Is anime. You don't have anything like that. No, can't say the same. I mean, in the spring, I'll play I'll play some video games. But, I, I mean, I've never really gotten too hooked on anything besides sports. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll try playing the video game. I'll get bored of it, get yeah. off of it, and just get on my phone or something. Or, I mean, watch TV. But, really, whenever I'm not playing sports, I'd, I'd say I'm watching sports. So, Gotcha. Yeah. Well, now another thing I wanted to talk about, and and I you know I asked you beforehand if it was okay to talk about is, is you have something called alopecia. Uh, explain to us for those that may not know what that is. Ex- explain what that is. Uh, it's just like a, 
Oh, it's an autoimmune disorder to where uh, your body just attacks the hair, assuming that it's it's trying to, I mean, it's not good for you or something. So it just fights it off. But I mean, just something I've always done. I mean, it's something I've always dealt with since I was, I think I, I think I got diagnosed when I was five and it was just about fully gone by the time I was about eight to 10. And I mean, it was tough growing up now. Now it's not really too much. I mean, <laughs> just growing up as a young kid, just being feeling different, you know, mm. just kind of makes you think, Oh, is this person looking at me? Cause I'm a 10 year old that's bald, this and that. Yeah. But I mean, growing up was rough, but now it's, it's great to be an inspiration to kids like myself that look up to me. So mm. that's awesome. And it seems like there's, it's out there a lot more. I mean, with me yeah. growing up, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like we heard much about it. But like I told you before, I, you know, I had a kid from my church that had it was the first I'd heard about it. And since then, uh, I've heard lots, I think is, uh, you know, I, I've heard lots of people talk about it and I've seen it on, you know, different TV shows talk about it, or, you know, things like that. I'd say the biggest thing it's a lot more noticeable and stuff now is social media. What do you only guess? Mm. Social media. I mean, back, no disrespect, I don't know, I don't know y'all's age or anything, but back whenever y'all were probably my age, they a lot of games that were like smaller D1s weren't showed as much on mm. yeah. TV, this and that. But it's just, I mean, it's a lot more common to see it because it's always, I mean, a lot more people on TV nowadays. Everybody has a social media now, so – that would be my guess. Yeah. But, yeah. No. And, and, and yes, we are old. We're, yeah, we're old. <laughs> I, no, we were, there was only three stations. Okay. And we were the remote controls. We'd have to yeah, okay. Mark, go, Clint, go right. turn the channel to 11. <laughs> and I'd be like, yes, sir. Cause I wasn't going to dare talk back. <laughs> I didn't have a color TV until I was 14. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I didn't get cable though. I went to college. So yeah, that, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a uh, anyway. So yeah, get off our lawn, kid. No, <laughs> but um, but no, and that, and I wanted to touch on that, Landon, because um, because like you said, man, that that is tough for a kid to go through, isn't it? You know, yep. you know, because it starts off with just patches coming out, doesn't it, mm-hmm. of your hair? And like you said, it you know your your body's attacking it, and so mm-hmm. it'll start attacking in just certain places, and so. Yep. It's not that you just go straight bald at first. It's all of a sudden you got a big spot on your head, you know, and as a, people are wondering what's wrong with that kid, he's got a spot on his head. And, and that can be a tough thing to go through. Yeah. Tell me, and on this side of it, you know, and I know it was tough going through it during that time, especially as a kid trying to understand why and, you know, all that kind of thing. But, but now, and I know you, you, you just said, you know, you, you're able to help other kids and stuff, but maybe how did it make make you as the man you are, as the person you are today? How did it help you to become who you are? Uh, it really just, I mean, made me learn to not care about others' opinions about yourself because they have zero control over your future. I mean – the same people that could say that could like talk, I mean, 
say something mean to you, this and that might be working for you in 10 years. I mean, just thinking of stuff like that. And uh, I mean, and it's really made me have the mindset to not be mean to people either, you know, like mm. always growing up kids with disabilities just that I was always nice to them, treated them well. And I mean, really just, I mean, treat people how you'd want to be treated. So. Yeah. That's, um, you know, everybody, you know, will has different things they go through and things like that. And I mm -hmm. think the lessons we learn from those, you know, and like mm -hmm. you just said, those, those lessons, man, that, that's what, that what's, that's what makes us into, to men, you know, that's what makes us into our women. Yep. They go through and whatever, but it was just what makes you into the person, mm -hmm. the person that you are. And uh, it's those, those struggles, you know, those, mm -hmm. you know, those, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same with football, right? Without yep. the workouts and the tough, you know, the tough workouts and the strain in your body and the weight room sessions and all that stuff. That's what makes game day worth it. Right. Yep. And, you know, when we look back on our life, you know, I know, you know, just, you know, like I said, everybody has things they've gone through. Clint's got things he's gone through. I've got things I've gone through, but I look back on those things and I see, man, that's, I'm, I'm proud Major of those times, you know, yep. um, I'm proud of those things now that, that, because yeah, maybe they hurt at the time and they were tough to go through, but, but man, they, uh, you know, that's, that's what made me who I am. Mm -hmm. and, uh, God, God uses that stuff for sure. For sure. And uh, so that's cool. I appreciate you talking about that, man. Cause of course, like, said, they're, they're, like you said, there, you can be a hero for lots of people that, mm -hmm. uh, that have to have to deal with that because mm -hmm. there may be some kids out there going through it, you know, or, or that yeah. that's going through it. And, and to hear from somebody that's been through it, and they say, look, what those people say don't matter. So yeah. I'm guessing if you got that attitude, you're probably not one of these that worries about likes on social media and all that junk either. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've really, I'm really not on it too often. I mean, yeah. I'll make a post here and there, stuff like that. But, I mean, I honestly, which might sound a little different for somebody my age, but I probably check my email more than I check my social media <laughs> Well, and that's what's weird is most of the players we've gotten to get on here, I've messaged them through social media stuff. Mm -hmm. And you, it's went through email. Yeah, <laughs> see, that, that's my thing. I mean, yeah. with multiple NIL things, I'll get – I mean, mo most of the time I'll, I'll end up responding to people back sooner through my email just because my notifications are on for my email, all that. And I just – there's some days where I won't get on certain social medias. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's good, man. That's good. No, I matter of fact, I deleted most of my social medias during election season. I was just tired of hearing about yeah. it. So, I mean, it's uh, toxic. I mean, oh yeah, social media in general is just not a not a good place to be. Something that's not good to be addicted to, in my opinion. No, I would, <laughs> I would agree. especially when people get their worth from it. Yep, exactly. When they when they when they think that you know amount of likes and of course I say that and we're a podcast that tries. I'm going to announce at the end of this. Yeah, we're going to beg yeah. people to like us here. To like just, and share. <laughs> please like us. Please share. Yeah. Please like it, please. But, uh, but no, but it's still, I mean, hey, 
there's times that we it don't get liked and shared very much, and that's all right. It doesn't change. So, so now, Landon, which one of the other defensive linemen do you look at and be like, that guy is just a freak of nature. He is just a freak athlete. Like a guy that big shouldn't be able to do the things that guy can do. I'd say Eric Gregory. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of the, I guess a lot of people haven't really. Uh, I mean, he he's been banged up quite a bit this season. Mm-hmm. But if I mean at three hundred pounds, for him to be moving the way that he moves is unreal. And he's a DN too, isn't he? He's a DN. He's, I mean, he's stronger than some offensive linemen and I mean close to the same speed as most defensive linemen. So yeah. I mean it's it's unreal and he's a great build and he's really talented. So it'll be good to get him back next season. Yeah. Well he's he's moved into the starting lineup, hadn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But I thought I saw I saw the depth chart today and I thought I saw of course, like you said, with the defensive ends, y'all rotate so much. But, but um, I knew he had to he had to be pretty special to mm-hmm. to get that to get that spot. So, what are, what's your major? I'm on my third major that I've, I've switched my major three times since I've been in college. I've only been in college for going on two years. Yeah, come January, two years. But I mean, I started in marketing. Switched to political science. I was in marketing my first semester of L- at LSU. Switched to political science for my second semester at LSU. Uh, and then also my first semester of Arkansas, so a year of political science. And then this past semester went to communications. But I was able to – I got a minor in political science, though. So okay. I'll have – my major will be communications. So major whatever you what you might want to do with that or – I mean, really, to be honest, if I don't, if I don't make it to the NFL, what I want to do really doesn't require a degree. <laughs> so it's what's, just what's that? What do you want to do? Uh, my mom, she actually has insurance companies in Texas, and I'd probably open up one of her insurance companies up in Fayetteville. Either oh. do that or get into real estate. Yeah. Gotcha. See, I've got, I've got a, I've got a degree in sociology, which is why I sell tires for a living. <laughs> it works out. It works out. I like, I wanted to just stay eligible to play football, so I got a degree. But I'm like, I didn't really get to play, and I don't use my degree. So, <laughs> you know, hey, man, he can sell you some rims and tires. So yeah, there you go. So now, Landon, what, what, what? Do you have any game day traditions? You know that you just when you get to the stadium, you have to just I've got to do this because I had certain routine I had, or I couldn't be focused standing on the sideline apparently. But uh, I wouldn't quite say that, but I wouldn't say really routines, but what I wear would be something I'd say, and not I wouldn't say like sleeves this and that, but. Really, my socks and shoes, how my feet feel. <laughs> it's a little weird because, I mean, we're able to get as many paracletes as we want to see. I mean, we can get a new pair of cleats every week if we wanted to. Yeah. But I've been wearing the same pair of cleats since week one of fall camp. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah. No, see, that, see, that's a D1 thing because in D2, you get a pair of shoes. 
<laughs> at Arkansas Tech, we got a pair of cleats, and you best make them last. <laughs> Not gonna be fair. No, no, we got. I got a pair back in uh, fall camp, and it's the last pair of the ones that I mean, because they're they're old. They're an old model of cleats. They came out back in 2014, and our, I mean, this is Arkansas's last pair now. Really? So. They, I was able to find them in the back, and I found them in fall camp, and I've been wearing them since. And I'm just, I'm nervous for next season, really, in spring ball because I don't know what else I'm gonna wear because I'm wearing are the they same. They screwed it or they molded? Oh, they're molded, but uh, molded, okay. But yeah, no, I've been wearing the same pair of cleats, the same brand, like type, the type of cleats. I've been wearing the same one since freshman year of high school, so I don't know what I'm gonna do whenever spring comes. Oh, you find them on eBay or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, yeah. I, do, do a lot of players get new ones every game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I mean, I want to say every week. I'd say every two weeks because it takes – I mean, it takes at least a week to break them in, you know. I was going to say, I like my shoes broke in a little bit. I wouldn't want yeah, to put a pair on and wear them in the game right that day. See, know? something that helps a lot, though, is – I mean, we only need about one practice to break them in because they have these – all this crazy type of machinery that stretches them and – Oh, it like it heats them to mold to your foot certain ways, and I mean it's crazy, but you can really get they got them set up to where they could you can get it broken into your foot within one practice. They didn't have that at Green Bar High. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't have, have that. that. They, they, they didn't have that. They didn't have that at Arkansas Tech University either. I can tell you that. Yeah, I know. Uh, they didn't have a machine to to break in your shoe for you. The big decision was: Could you afford the uh, Nikes, or did you have to go with the Rydells? The Rydells. <laughs> <laughs> they had the they had the like three different, uh, you know, they'd have the guy from the sporting goods store show up one practice, you know, before the season. And yeah. Pick between three levels of you know there was the, the high top, you know, then the low top, and then the. Those were Nikes, and then there was a Rydell, which was like the ten dollars shoe, <laughs> and you could you could order whichever one you wanted, <laughs> whatever. But uh, that's oh, never, I never got stuff with the Rydells. They always I did. never did either. Thankfully, I <laughs> I did go with the low top Nike though. I think, yeah. um, but Nike Sharks. That's what the Nike Sharks. I got Sharks. That. So what 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 are you which ones are you wearing, Landon? Do they have a fancy uh, name? I can't, I really can't remember the name of them. Like that's like something like that. Because really, I mean, about there's about four types of. I mean, there's about four of them that have almost the same exact name. It's just, I mean, they're the like one of the older models from right, 2014. Yeah. So it's it's I don't even remember the name of them to be honest with you. I just remember the look. Yeah, but hey, man, having your feet right's important. You ever you ever heard the story of John Wooden, the famous uh, basketball coach from UCLA? No, I, I haven't. His first practice, you know, he'd have these, you know, best recruits in the world. You know, you know, he was winning eleven. He won eleven championships, and uh, he gets in there first practice, and he'd get them in the locker room. He'd say, "All right, boys, this is your sock." This is how you put on your sock. You want it to fit just like this, because if you don't fit it this way and you don't pull it up all the way, then you can get you can get uh, blisters. And if you get blisters, 
you can miss games and you don't want to miss games. And then he yeah. said, this is, your, this is your shoe. And this is how you tie your shoe. And if you tie it too tight, you can sprain an ankle, you know, and he would go through like, just the like, he's teaching 18, 19 year old kids, you know, Bill Walton, you know, when he went there, he's like, what is this old man doing teaching us how to tie our daggum shoe? You know, <laughs> but, you know, he, he was trying to get to get them to a point of, you know, you got to have all the basics, the little things, you know, or, or you can, you can hurt your team and hurt your play. So that's, that's kind of cool that your shoes. Mm-hmm. Are you. Now, as you got to Fayetteville, what's your go-to spot to eat up there? I haven't really found one to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> hasn't been one that I've just. I mean, there's multiple good restaurants, but there's not one that I've just found that's amazing, in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you have a spot down in Baton Rouge that was your go-to spot? I had, I did, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> what okay. was your favorite Cajun dish down there? Did you eat Cajun? Uh, say they had this. At the place that I, I really enjoyed down there, it was this Cajun dish. It was like – it had a weird Cajun name. It was catfish something, but it was crawfish etouffee, like a big pot of it almost, with about six catfish fillets on top of it. <laughs> so nice. that was always really good. So when you go to the buffet, do you leave them hurting? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've been to a buffet. <laughs> I really <laughs> – you ain't living then. <laughs> no. When you went to uh, – when you'd go to Shreveport for AAU, did you have any favorite places to eat down there? Uh, Joe's Crab Shack. Okay. Yeah. So you hung out around the river walk? Yep. Gotcha. So that's a, it's only about – I mean, back when I was younger, younger, before they had the interstate that went through there, then we you had to take back roads to Shreveport and took about an hour and a half to get there from Texture County. But now that they made like a little, I mean, a highway going through there, it's only about a 40 minute drive from Texture County to Shreveport. So that worked out pretty well. So all throughout high school, I was in Shreveport quite a bit. Yeah, that's a pretty easy drive down there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a cool town too. Yeah. So what place was your favorite place to play an AU basketball tournament at outside Shreveport? Where where else did you go? You'd say, man, this was a fun city. I had fun visiting here. Uh can't I can't really I mean, there's not too many that just stand. I mean, I just I remember I really did not like Atlanta, Georgia at all. I did not like Atlanta. Didn't like Memphis. I mean, I guess I guess Dallas would, would be a decent one, but I've always I mean, I've always grown up having tournaments in Dallas. So that's just really common, but, but to be honest, quite quite a few of the places that I've been to, I haven't really just enjoyed a whole lot. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, because you're there. You're. I mean, it's AU basketball. Yeah. And you, there should be some fun had, but for the most part, there's just not a lot of free time. Yeah, exactly. Because you are going, but it's like, and there's different levels of it. I mean, one way you could find yourself playing in a backwoods gym, and then next week you're in the Metroplex saying and playing in a gym that's got like 18 courts in it. It's just, it's mm-hmm. now when you played in high school, did you play, you played some tight end also? I played a lot of tight end. I, I played, I started playing, t- I played DN my freshman season. 
And then sophomore year, I pl started playing both. And then my senior year was probably my best year at tight end. But I ended up – I broke my ankle after, I want to say, week five. But that was probably my best year at tight end. You miss playing tight end some, catching the ball? Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't want to play at this level. But <laughs> I do – I mean, here and there. But with playing tight end at this level, there, there'd be times where I'd have to block guys my size. So I, I just prefer not do that. Yeah. So, now, did you get any looks for basketball at all, or was it pretty clear that you were going to be – Actually, my, my basketball career kind of got messed up with football injuries. <laughs> like, I played my freshman year basketball, and that's the year I stopped playing AAU as my freshman year just because I had seven-on-seven seven football, all that. But I played AAU my freshman year, basketball my freshman year. It's my sophomore year, tore my ACL, so I couldn't play basketball that year. Junior year, I played a little bit of basketball, but I just – I mean, I played, but didn't really enjoy it too much and then played baseball. And then senior year, I enrolled early, so I didn't get to play my senior year. Yeah. I bet your basketball coach was really sad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I enrolled early, and then another one of our guys uh, – another one of our guys that was pretty good at basketball as well, uh, he went to go play D-line. He, he went to <laughs> – Enroll at Texas A&M early to play defensive line. I mean, y'all must have been a force on the defensive line at a in yeah. high school, two SEC yeah. level. No, we were we were pretty dominant. Uh, and then another one of our D linemen, our three tech, he actually had offers from Southern Miss, Mississippi State, uh, UNLV, bunch of schools like that. But something happened with his. Uh, like credits transferring over from Arkansas to Texas because he transferred in. Mm. And uh, so he ended up having to go junior college, but he's at TJC right now. And he's, he's has multiple offers there right now too. And then our other, our nose, our nose tackle that was on our D line. He, he had offers to Harding, uh, Harding, Arkansas tech, a bunch of D2s. So he's, he's a genius if he had an offer because you can't have a regular GPA and get into Arkansas tech. It is, yeah. a, it is a hard. I don't know if you can tell, but Clint went to Arkansas Tech. Yeah. So far, your time in the SEC, what's been the the best away stadium you've played in? Like the best fans, craziest fans? Uh, out of SEC schools? Or of any of the schools you played yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I'd say the coolest stadium I played at was BYU's with the mountains in the back and everything. I really enjoyed yeah. that. And then I'm trying to remember where, where all we played this year. <laughs> well, I heard the people at BYU were like insanely nice. Yeah, we had goodie bags in our locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we had goodie bags. So. Well, what does a Mormon swag bag look like? Yeah. Uh, it was it was deodorant, toothpaste, uh, all kinds of. It was like a toiletry bag, more so. Yeah, uh, Ew, that's, that's a gesture. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, what do you think? You got to have two more games left in the regular season. You got uh, those dirty Ole Miss Rebels this week, and then uh, then that team to the north. Those. Uh, Mizzou Tigers, those, those little cats up there. 
Yeah. What do you what do you expect? What do you think we as you know can expect? We as fans can expect from this team these last two games. Uh, I just I I mean I'd say we all I mean as players we all know this season hasn't fully went as we would like it to go, but how it's seeming after talking I mean how the, the locker room's great right now I mean we all still have faith in our coaches and. I'd say, I mean, we're going to continue to give it our all. We're going to try. I mean, we're going to push to win both of these games, beat Ole Miss, beat Missouri, and then get a pretty decent bowl game and try to go win that as well. So, I mean, but you're not going to see any quitting us throughout this season. That's just – that's not how I guess we are really – I want to say raised, but how we are – Molded right now. So, y'all, I mean, y'all are, I can tell y'all aren't wired that way. This team doesn't. Yeah, quit. we're just not wired that way. I mean, we could be, we could be zero and ten right now. We'd still be giving our all. Mm. So, I mean, we're gonna continue to push, do all we can to pull off these next two games, and uh, I mean, go get a great bowl game. No, yeah. and I will be at Missouri. I'm coming to the Missouri game to cheer you on. I'll okay. be there in the second row. Look for the big yeah, guy. That'll be a so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah. you know, and fans are fans, and they, you know, um, that's one of the the big negatives of social media is too many fans mm-hmm. have voices out there, and they and they, yeah. you know, and and the it seems like the the negative minority are the ones that get heard. But uh, mm-hmm. just know from these fans, you know, we're proud of y'all, man. We're you know, we know y'all, we all have that fight, you know, and, and yeah. You have, in you and um and we've seen it you know and you know we talked to luke a little bit last week um about that that liberty game and i know that was one of those that you know you know fans got upset about but no one was more upset than you as players and coaches and you know when y'all, y'all are the ones that put the blood sweat and tears out there and and um, exactly. and everything and but um one of the things i was thinking about with that and you can tell me if you think this had some, you know, some uh, impact on that game or not. Um, but, you know, y'all, y'all have two, you know, from outside looking in, y'all have, y'all have two, you know, big time captains and KJ and bumper, you know, you know, mm-hmm. as far as offensively and defensively. And I don't know how they're like in the locker room, but on the field, they seem like the type of captains. They're the, you know, kind of a, all right, boys, here we go. Follow me. Let's, let's go into battle together type of guys. You know, uh, I may be. There are definitely some guys that, I mean, great character guys. They lead by example and then also lead with their their voice as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's not two guys I could say, I mean, you can't get much better than that at captains the way they, the way they are. So, I mean, it's great having them. And it seemed like to me, though, in that in that Liberty game, that would have a big impact because both of them seemed like they were hurting in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when you your guys that you're are used to having sort of lead out a little bit, and I know there's other guys that lead. I mean, mm-hmm. there's other guys that step up and do things. And you know, I'm not saying it's just them too. I mean, just because you know, because there there's other guys that don't have a C on their chest that you know are or actually, you know, good leaders and stuff also. But yeah, I think I think that has to 
that has to hurt you, you know, uh, as a team when when you look and you see those guys are hurting. Because I know I know Bumper's <laughs> not. You can tell he's not playing. You know, with everything he's got, because I mean, he's he's given everything he's got, but he got, <laughs> physically, I think his hips bothering him a little bit. Uh, I mean, you can tell he's not moving as good as he has in the past. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both of them have been pretty banged up all season, but when situations like that happen, I mean, other guys on the team just got to step up and mm. kind of kind of help take on that role, you know, to kind of be that like this past week when KJ was down. I mean, we just need other guys in the offense to step up and lead and lead as well and kind of fill fill his role. I mean, although he is, I mean, he was still he's still on the sideline, able to lead and. Mm. bringing this up and everything but you know you know how it is when, like on that on the field and everything you need somebody out there that's able to talk and bring get the team going so I mean we just got to know to be able to step up when guys like that go down you know yeah now and are you excited about finally getting a night game in Fayetteville yeah I mean really excited wish we could have got one sooner but well, I'm sure the friends will be the fans will be properly lubricated by six thirty, so yeah. uh, it make for a good environment. Yeah, no, it should be great. It's gonna be loud and crazy, man. It'll be a, yeah, and that, you know they're a good team, but uh, I think y'all can go in there and and uh, show them show them how to do it. Yeah. Any anytime we can look over the sideline and see Lane uh, Kiffin with a sour face. Uh, you know, just uh, I hope too many of us uh, we can go ahead and send our thoughts and prayers to his defensive linemen that are gonna have lots of injuries to try to slow down y'all's offense. Um, yeah. <laughs> with their, you know, injuries, you know, they're standing. Have you ever had an injury? <laughs> yeah, standing around. But. How frustrating is that when y'all are out there and y'all see that? Of course, you're on the sideline when you see the defense do it for the other team. But. I mean, I don't really – I mean, obviously I noticed, but, I mean, it frustrates me just because, I mean, we got something good going, and then I feel like there should be a rule against it, you know? Yeah. But you can't really – it's hard to tell somebody, oh, you're faking, and then it's a situation to where somebody could actually be hurt. And, yeah. I mean, it's just a bad situation, but it is. Yeah, you wish people would just be have some integrity about it, but <laughs> it's football. They do what they can do to win. Yeah, exactly. Well, Landon, man, we appreciate you being on here, and uh, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And we we've enjoyed having you, and uh, thank you so much for sharing with us and about yourself and football and everything else. Uh, we have to thank my friends at Hometown Roofing for helping out with this. Uh, their uh, Hometown Roofing, if you need your your roof has had some uh, hail damage or you think it might have had some hail damage or uh, anything like that, call them up. They'll come and check it out. And a lot of times can give you a new roof if for what your insurance will pay. So call Robert and Cammie. Clint, you got that number? Nope. Don't have the number. I didn't Google it. You didn't tell me your number. <laughs> uh, but just Google Hometown Roofing. They're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Robert will be happy to come out and uh, 
or send someone out and check out your roof for free. It don't cost you a dime. And uh, the good folks, Robert's been uh, one of our best friends for a long, long time. And uh, he'll do a good job for you. And, and put By it the way, that number is 501-581-7235. 581-7235. All right. Well, Come folks, on. Landon, thank you so much, man. And Thank uh, you all for having me. It was great getting to speak with you all. Yeah, man, and uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, don't forget to stay on here after we quit recording. I want to talk to you about a couple things, but uh, we sure do appreciate you. And, man, go out there and get after that quarterback for Ole Miss this week, and uh, we'll be rooting you on. And uh, it's good to get to know you a little better and get to know more about you. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things about this. Since we've been doing this and interviewing some of the players, man, it's it's just so much easier to root for you guys when we get to know y'all a little bit as a person too. And that's why sure we does. like that's why we like doing these kind of long interviews with you because we can we can get to know you a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick a little bit. And so. Uh, and you're definitely one of those guys that I think when people watch this, they're going to say, man, I want to root for that guy because he's a, he's a good man. He's a good guy. And so uh, we sure, we sure do appreciate you being on here and, and just man, enjoy it. You know, like, you know, I know you, you said with the alopecia deal, you want to have an impact on kids and, and then just, you know, as two guys that grew up always wanting to be hogs, you know, you're, you're getting to live the dream out that a lot of a lot of folks didn't get to, man, and just enjoy those moments, breathe them in, and and enjoy it. You know, getting get that full stadium Saturday night. Enjoy, whoop it up on them rebels, and uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Look, you know, get a sack and look over at Lane as he's got that sad face, and uh, <laughs> and just take it in and and enjoy it. <laughs> Because we'll be watching it on TV and enjoying that ourselves. Clint, you got anything you want to say? Landon, don't you think Farmers Only would be a better sponsor of the Missouri game than State Farm? <laughs> like the Farmers Only Battle Line guess... rivalry. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. That's all I had. I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Clint, Clint brings the deep hitting questions. Yeah. All right, y'all. Like and share this. Uh, let people know. Share it on your social medias. Comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. You can watch this on YouTube. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you find podcasts. We're there. Just search the Big C, Bigger T podcast. Uh, we're a little hard to find on Spotify for some reason. I don't know yeah, why that you is. Gotta, you got to search this thing, go all the way to the right. Yeah, but just look for that beautiful logo right there. So, anyway, thank y'all so much. Have a great week. Go Hogs. Beat them ribs. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt. Won't see no harvest.
ready to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard ground So I can sow the seed Ain't afraid of no aches and pain Lord knows I gotta follow his lead That's why 